and we are all set up. Um, all right. So first, just to introduce, you know, my my class here. We are. It's a human. Um, well, it's a geography class, and we've done. We covered you know North America, um, Canada, and USA. We covered Latin America, um, which is Mexico and all of South America. Um, well, Mexico, Central America, all that, and South America. And then we're getting into Europe, and I decided to do a different route with Europe. Instead of doing, like, physical geography, I'm focusing more on the human geography because um, because of how, you know, vastly different everybody is over in, in Europe and all the different cultures you have that kind of come together in the European Union as well as, you know, outside the Union and everything. Um, and so, you know... I've got quite a few people I know over there, yourself, um, and you know a few of the other people on our exchange trip, plus some family in Ireland, and uh, my sister-in-law is from Germany, um, and so we were, you know, I'm just planning on doing all these little interviews with you guys just to kind of see, you know, you guys talk about your culture and, and stuff, you know, what you guys know. Uh-huh. I've got some questions that my students have, but feel free to elaborate and talk about them as much as you want. Um, feel free to, you know, share anything else that, you know, might not be included in these questions. Um, but uh, other than that, we'll just start off with these. So, um, you know, I asked Feel my students. Feel free to stop me, though, because when I start talking, I might not stop. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so my, the student, I just asked them, like, what questions they have for somebody from Poland. Um, and with you, you know, you've, you've visited quite a few other countries as well. I lived in them for a little bit, like France and Germany, you mentioned. Um, yeah. And so, you know tailor these to that as well like uh you know whatever i ask if you want to add you know your experience from germany or france feel free to do that Um, so the first thing that they asked is what is polish food like (laughs) it involves a lot of meat Um, and basically i would kind of describe it on a budget but still a lot yeah okay so you could you could feel a whole feed a whole army with whatever your grandma is preparing on a random Sunday. Yeah. Uh, well, it's still very much cheap because it's all cabbage-based, potato-based, and all different kinds of meats that you can possibly mix all together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. As I, I remember from the, the kashanka. Um, yeah, the kashanka, <laughs> the, the bad sausage, you know. But we also have, like, pierogi, which is mm-hmm. basically dough stuffed with whatever you have left over in your fridge, either meat or cabbage, surprisingly. Um Bigos, which would also be cabbage with meat. Um, yeah, so that, that would be the top three, I think, in okay. Poland. What's your favorite food from Poland? None. No, I, I like Polish cakes and sweets. I'm not really that much into Polish um, food because it really is very meaty and very fatty. And yeah, it, it can be good, um, but it's not necessarily something you want to eat on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have amazing desserts. Like, I tried to make one today for Easter. Um, since I'm not living in Poland, I really try to put a little bit of my culture in my everyday life here in Germany, and also introduce my um, my boyfriend to it since he is German. Um, but it's so horribly difficult to do this cake that I just completely messed it up. So we're not going to be eating mazurek for um, Easter. But yeah, we, we have amazing desserts overall. I think that's the only thing I would personally like. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, what about, um, you know, from France and Germany? Like, what are some of your favorite foods, some favorite foods from those places? Um, actually, German kitchen is pretty much very similar to mm-hmm. Polish one. It's also very meaty. Um, they do have kind of variation of my food, but there is a lot in common. And in France, um, I recently discovered snails, which I was too afraid to try when I was actually living in France. I was also a vegetarian at the time, so I, I, I didn't. But I discovered them here in Germany, the French-style snails, and they're actually surprisingly amazing. So um, it takes courage, but it's worth it. Yeah, I've had them one time, and I don't know if it'd be necessarily something I'd go back to, but it also wasn't that bad. You know, it's it was it was just a weird <laughs> kind of thing to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like eating that kashanka. Like, it wasn't that bad, but, like, I don't know if I'd go back to eating it or anything. So. Well... You say that now, I remember your face when you tried it, so okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, so, so um, yeah, German cuisine pretty much the same as Polish. French cuisine has some little things that um, I would be afraid to try before. Now I tried them, pretty cool. 
and obviously like stuff like croissant soda yeah you know what a croissant is and um their their baked goods are also really good yeah yeah but I know expert on No, I was only there I for. Don't a, anybody with French roots, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was only there for a little bit, so I didn't try as much. But yeah, I remember the the croissants and the uh, the, the the desserts and stuff there were amazing too. But yeah, the thing is, the French people they treat their food very seriously. So, for example, in France, there is a war, like an actual war, when they make T-shirts and everything. There's two teams. There's team pain au chocolat, so like a bun with chocolate inside or Team Chocolatine, which is exactly the same thing, just two different names, but they really fight over which one is the correct, the most French way to say it and use it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> cuisine, the French cuisine, they, they take it really seriously. That's why I don't want to offend anybody by saying something stupid here, because I, I don't want to make enemies out of my friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's move on here. Um, so in your opinion, what are, you know, the different countries you lived in, Poland, Germany, France, um, what do you think they're best known for? All those countries separately, okay. Wow, that's a difficult question. I guess Germany would be the Oktoberfest, that's the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, to my mind, or actually European Union, that's also something that pops up when I think Germany, because they're pretty big, but, like we're all equal and stuff but they, they're they kind of like the head of it yeah you know um friends i would say art i mean we're talking the country of louvre and all this amazing artists over the years and basically you know the french stereotype is painting beautiful paintings by by sen and um yeah so that that would be art for me and poland wow that's a very difficult question actually i have no idea what poland is known for um I really don't know. <laughs> uh, That's fair. I, have, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> the, the first thing I could think of, at least in my person, and this is going from, um, I mean, there's a lot of things I could that come to mind when I think of Poland, and this is definitely not the first one for me. But I guess from a you know a global scale, probably one of the first things that comes to mind is um, the Pope that lived, you know, came from there. You know, Pope John Paul. Oh, yeah, of course, Jan Paul II. Um, that that would probably be my first my guess would be what it's known for but for me it's it was always it was the food to be honest like i loved the food there i know you said it was like you know very meaty and stuff but like man the, the yeah. food that we had there was amazing and all the cookouts and stuff and the social gatherings like that was all you know so much fun so um that's my yeah, personal yeah, input really in that. To hear that yeah yeah the talk, that, that's actually very good answer that i should have thought about before <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's a lot and it, it slips and if you're especially if you're not really like catholic it's probably not something that you necessarily would have thought about um you know it's it's no. one of those things it's just i think of like the most famous person from there and that's probably the one, true but. yeah but like it's also a weird thing not to be catholic in poland so i think that every other polish person would have said so <laughs> probably yeah yeah I, I guess i'm not your best example of <laughs> <laughs> oh you're fine um okay let's just keep rolling along there. What's the favorite city you visited in each of those countries or favorite city in general that you've, you've visited? Okay. Um, so my favorite, favorite top one city ever would be Krakow, uh, where I actually got to study and live for five years. So, uh, it was the time of my year of my life. You've actually visited with me. You know how amazing the city is. Yeah. Um, I, whenever I'm in Poland, even though it's almost 500 kilometers, um, uh, so like, 420 miles, I guess. Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, yeah. From my hometown, I still make sure that I. Was to say, wasn't it like five it. hours or so that five or six hours that took yeah, you to get exactly. there? Yeah, exactly. It's like five or six hour drive. Um, but I still make sure that I kind of, you know, stop by because that's my second home. Yeah. Um, in Germany, I actually live in an amazing city because it's right on the border with Switzerland and Austria. So it's basically a tri-country city. Um with like it's, it's, it's got constants it's on this beautiful lake it's one of the biggest lake, uh, lakes in in europe actually and it's beautiful and it's fun and it, i can recommend it out of all the places i could have ended up in germany this is pretty much the best you can get if you don't want to live in a big city because it's still pretty small um i will always and forever love paris i know that's a very cliche answer but i will always and forever 
and Vienna in Austria is amazing, Prague in Czech Republic, basically every country in Europe because they are very different from each other. You know, mm-hmm. every country has at least one or two cities that uh, I could absolutely recommend wholeheartedly here, depending on what you're looking for. So I guess that's the beauty of Europe. You know, it's so diverse that everybody will find something for themselves here, no matter what you're looking for. Yeah, and that, I mean that that ties into the the whole reason why I chose the human geography of this is just because of how how crazy, like how diverse and how. Um, many influences kind of go into each each country there. You know, you see like in languages, exactly. you see some of the similar languages within multiple countries, but there's still little bits of differences. And then architecture is a whole different thing that's different from country to country. And, um, you know, the, the traditions and practices of people is different. So that's why, that's why I was like, okay, with Europe, I wanted to do human geography, you know, learn about the people and the differences there. So yeah, I, I think it's amazing, really, because, you know, you have um, so many different countries with so many different backgrounds and people and mentalities and mythologies, even. Like, back, back in the day, they had very much different beliefs. Now it's pretty much uniform or m- multi-religion. Um, but before that, it was very, very different. And yet still, no matter where you go, no matter where you live, you kind of always get to feel at home if you try really hard. Because mm-hmm. we are not so different after all. Like, there is a lot of differences, and especially those small ones that I've noticed since I moved to Germany um, where our cultures are basically very similar it's not you know there is no culture shock when you move to Germany or Poland we're neighbor countries we yeah except for the language basically the same and then yet on an everyday basis you can see those tiny tiny differences and stuff like that you, you that you don't even notice at the beginning what is off something is just off and it takes a very long time to figure out why is it off and what's different. And those tiny differences they actually make up for all the fun uh, of living in different countries through Europe. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Travel. Everybody should travel as much as they can. <laughs> that's what I've been telling my class this entire time. So that's that's one reason why I wanted to do these kind of interviews is so that, you know, they're not just hearing it from me, but they're hearing it from other people as well. Like what's, yeah, what really absolutely. excites them about seeing different countries over there. Yeah, absolutely, really. Like a Euro trip is the best thing you can do, I think. Because, um, you know, you get to meet so many people and so many different cultures and cities and countries and everything. And you're kind of, while exploring the world, you can explore yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, I would definitely recommend traveling. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, let's go. Another personal, you know, a little personal question there. But what's, what's your favorite thing to do? Um, in Poland or in Germany, you know, what were some of like your favorite uh, social activities to do in these different countries? I know that might have changed when you're, you know, going from one country to another, like maybe in, in France, you preferred, you know, to go out to museums more or something in Germany, there's something else that entices you. But um, is there just a favorite activity or a favorite thing you like to see when you're? Um, it, it, as I said, I think it really differs on the country, uh, but I guess it also differs on my age. You know, mm-hmm. I was um, I, I was still studying when I was living in Poland. Before that, in France, I lived as a teenager. Um, now in Germany, I lived as a working person after my studies. So I guess your free time really changes with that. Um, but I think here, what's really big and what I'm really a part of is being outside in any way you can. So either it's just taking a walk or, or grilling outside, and I don't know, you know, having a drink instead of in a bar or in a restaurant, just outside on a picnic. That's a very big thing here, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah, just just meeting people in general, no matter where you are. I guess in France, in France, that would be meeting people in a little cafe and you know just talking to strangers. In Poland, that would just going out to places, again restaurants, hangouts. Um, and in Germany, it would be outside, but basically the same, like just talk to strangers. Yeah, so you actually brings up a good point. This is just from me trying to remember, and I could be a little off here, but um, you talked about like in Germany and France, and you you uh, socialize a lot more with strangers. Is that also a norm in Poland? Because I, for some reason, I thought when I was there, we, you guys pretty much told us like avoid, you know, <laughs> avoiding strangers. Like a lot of strangers don't like to talk to each other or something in the public place, um, at least. I mean, it might depend yes, on no. you know the area. But. <laughs> I mean, we absolutely said that, and we were right to say that, say that because um, my hometown where, where you were living is not a big town, um, so there you shouldn't talk to strangers much. No, mm-hmm. uh, 
just speak to yourself. But in the bigger cities like Krakow, basically all of the people I've met were random foreigners visiting, like random tourists. You would just talk, and so many of my friends had the same mindset as I did, which kind of made me think that this is the only way to go. You know, like yeah. because you see person speaking English on the street, on the street, just like help them, talk to them, wonder where they're from. You know, you can get to know their culture and stuff. And um, so in Krakow, that was a thing, definitely. Actually, in Germany, I think it's a bit of a less of a thing to talk to actual strangers. I think you, it's it's harder to break this first barrier, you know, of talking to a stranger. Once you do, then like your best friends. But the first contact is a little bit harder because I think like Germans keep to themselves a little bit more than Polish people. Um, nevertheless, it is a thing, and I think it looks a little bit different than in US because you guys are all about the small talk and just being polite and nice to everybody. That's not necessarily the case here. Like it's absolutely normal within the first five minutes of a conversation with a stranger to have a political fight or something like that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to keep your opinions to yourself. You don't have to be polite. You can just be yourself. Yeah. Um, but from that, that's a very good start to actually talk about differences and. Um, Poland is not that, that, that diverse as a country, except for those big cities when actually the tourists come or, or um, international students. But in Germany, you know, on the streets, on an everyday basis, you meet so many different cultures that live here and are a part of this society while still keeping the, um, their heritage kind of alive. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's an amazing thing to do. I mean, I've, I've literally met so many different cultures out from outside of Europe here in Germany that I would never have met even while being there. Because here they're just a little bit more open because they take on the European lifestyle, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Like, you can talk to people from everywhere, Turkey, Syria, Iran, Iraq, um, whether they're refugees or immigrants or just, you know, second or third generation immigrants. Um, they are a vital part of society in Germany and most of the people think so. So they are welcome here as long as they want to assimilate with the culture here and roles here. So that's awesome. That gives you an amazing opportunity to, to meet different cultures, actually different cultures, not just a culture that is a little bit different than yours. Yeah. You know, we're talking totally different side of the scale. Yeah, that's also an interesting point, because especially, you know, here in the United States more recently, um, there's been a lot of, you know, a big shift in, like, are we letting too many people in and stuff? But, um, you know, Germany's kind of taking a different approach and saying, like, yeah, come here if you need to. You know, we're, we're open to you guys. We're, you know, here. Like, obviously, we want you to assimilate to, you know, a lot of the culture here. But at the same time, like, you know, we welcome different cultures and stuff. And we welcome different um, people. So, um, you know, that's a little bit of a difference in what you see here in the, the U.S. right now, too. So I can imagine. I mean, from what I've heard, yeah. Also, you know, as a refugee, for example, when you come to Germany, you are immediately enrolled in an integration course, which gives you a language course and customs and law course that you have to take if you want to have a permanent um, permit to, to, to live here. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is amazing. I mean, you can't expect somebody to be a part of your society if they don't know how your society works. Yeah. Right? For me, to move here was really easy because I, I didn't speak a single word of German when I moved to Germany. But as a European, as a European Union citizen, I could just move. Nobody asked me for anything. Nobody. I need. Don't. I didn't need any permits or anything. I just decided to move, and the next day I was here. Yeah. Um. No, that's not so easy for a lot of people, and yet still I feel like Germany, especially for those who come here because they need to flee from their countries. They try to make it as easy as possible as long as you make an effort to actually be a part of the society, which I yeah. think is amazing. Yeah. No, I think that's a great, great mentality to have too. Um, yeah, but it's unfortunately not like that all over Europe, right? We have countries like, yeah, Poland, for example, or, or Hungary that are not really that open-minded to, to refugees and um, immigrants. So. I guess that's one of those things that is different between our countries and I'm really happier here than I was back home if it comes to this mentality. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame you that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you touched on the political part, so we're going to get into a, just a different area. And you may or may not right. be able to speak okay. on this too much. I mean, I know it's not really necessarily your area of expertise, but you could probably talk a little bit about it. So, um, economically speaking. What are some differences oh. that you see between Germany and Poland? Um, and this could be anything from okay, like so the types example, of products. That... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a feminist, right? A fighting feminist. And <laughs> um, for example, 
the Germany is a country that is very much developed. They have very good social for like welfare for everybody basically, and it's a really cool country to live in if you just want to live and work. On the other hand, Poland as a post-communistic country, um, the mentality is a little bit different, and our social, even though it's a little bit better than here, it's not as well used. So um, I would say here the welfare is maybe not as high as it would be in Poland, but you're taken care of from all the possible direction if you, for example, suddenly become unemployed. In Poland, that's not necessarily the case. You get a lot of money just for nothing, but it's not really money well spent. It's not really money well planned and so on. On the other hand, in Poland, a gender pay gap doesn't exist. Like it's one of the, I think, three lowest countries in Europe. Um, Well, in Germany, it's way, way higher. And I think that's the post-communistic effect, you know, because in Poland, nobody in common would care whether you're a male or a female. As long Basically, as the work is everybody done. Everybody was saying like you had to work, well, no money. Yeah. Um, so economically, Germany is way richer country. It's a wealthier country than Poland. You can see that on the street. You can see that in the in the everyday life on how they spend their money in their free time. They're also way more savvy on their money which I guess is also a result of, you know, you get what you get and we're going to catch you if you fall, but in general, you have to make your own living. Well, in Poland, it's, we can give you money as a government, money that we don't have, but we're going to give you just because, you know, you're nice. Um, But you're not really taught how to deal with that money. You're not really taught how to, how to make make your own budget, how to pay your own taxes and stuff. And in Germany, it is basically basic education that you get at school, even. So, so yeah, it sounds like a, I mean, a pretty big difference between like the, uh, the capitalistic mentality and that post, um, the post-socialism kind of mentality. I mean, I know Poland's come a long way from where it was, but at the same time, like you still have a lot of that mentality there. Um, and it's still showing in the, the, like you mentioned the social welfare and everything. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's what it sounds like here. You know, we're actually in our government classes, we're going into a personal finance kind of unit here. Um, and that almost sounds similar to what a lot of, you know, we're going to try to instill that idea of like knowing how to use money wisely, which is what you're, from what I'm gathering from you at least, is a big part of the German culture and stuff. There. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like you're getting both from your parents and from schools, which I think it's important. You mm-hmm. know, I, I just guess in some countries in Europe, democracy as much as it was wanted happened a little bit too suddenly mm-hmm. um because some countries like like germany they had a lot of time to kind of learn how to how democracy functions and how to how to live in that society you know they developed the way they learned on their mistake and um they created a system that works where poland for example democracy just happened suddenly you know after years of communism and and we just grasped the freedom so happily that it overwhelmed us a little bit. Yeah. So we never actually learned how to deal with the responsibilities of a, democ- of a democracy rather than just the tax of it, I think. Yeah. But again, this is absolutely not my area of expertise. So. No, no, I just wanted to know, <laughs> you know. My personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about some, some like products that you purchase in different, you know, what are some of the differences in different um, items or products that you purchase in the two countries? Do you see anything in particular that sticks out? Not really. I don't okay. think so. I, I think it's pretty much the same. I mean, um, I am, for example, in Germany earning way more money on the same that I would have on the same position uh, in Poland. Hi, dog. Uh, hi. Oh, you're cute. Sorry. Yeah, it's alright. His name is Pinky. Yeah, so for example, here, like, um, on a position, if I had the same position in Poland, I would have made way 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 less money than i do right now um which i guess come from the wealthy state right like you can afford to have the higher medium um medium pay and so on um but i don't think my spendings change much i mean i guess i I buy the same products i'm just a little bit better off while having this position that i would have been in my home country yeah okay but i don't think there's any difference now at least not something that I've noticed so far. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's all the questions that my students came up with. And, you know, they actually kind of hit a lot of the same ones I was going to ask you. Um, but is there anything in particular you like to share that you'd like to tell them about, um, you know, in your experiences, either living in different countries or traveling in general? Uh, yeah, wow. I, I mean, of course, traveling in general. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about that because, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to travel a lot with my parents when I was a kid. So I kind of um, learned that very early on that travel is a part of life and not just a privilege kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was always normal for me. I don't travel now as much as I would like to because, you know, I have a life, I have to work and you have very limited holiday days <laughs> when you're working, working full time. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I think everybody should, especially when you're young. And um, if you live in a town or a part of the world where you don't get to meet that many different people and you're kind of stuck in your own little um, bubble, it is extremely helpful to go out to the world and visit. And it doesn't have to mean, you know, hiking alone through the mountains or something and like crazy adventures. It can really mean just going to a country or a city next to you um, where you can just talk to people with a little bit of a different mindset. And even if you don't agree with them or it, that's not something for yourself, I feel like the more you are in touch with different mindsets and different opinions, the more you develop as a person. So the, the more arguments you have from all these different sides, the easier it is to create your own opinion about basically anything in life. That's why traveling is so important. It's, you know, you meet people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different religions, everything, who have very different problems and very different points of views on the same issues as you do. And that kind of opens up your eyes a little bit and makes you more empathetic towards other people, which I think is important. And we all could use that a little bit in our life. <laughs> yeah, everybody could be a little bit nicer to everybody around them. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, final question then. If you could pick any one spot and one landmark, one you know place that you visited um, for students to you know go and visit when they're over in Europe, what's the probably your favorite place to um, to recommend? I'm sorry, I can't be objective here. Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was my hard state there. I I've moved out three years ago, but I still think and dream about this place because it's amazing. And especially if you're a tourist um, or if you want to stay there just for a few months, it's full of international people because there is universities where a lot of international um, people study um, because there's Erasmus programs, you know, all over Poland and stuff. But Krakow is like the place to go. Um, and it's just amazing. Really, I couldn't recommended plus, plus they have the dragon there that castle with the dragon and stuff yeah so. they have a dragon that's like <laughs> fire. they have a very weird half human half horse person dancing in the main uh, oh, good. um there's a super modern museum underground under under the main square which i didn't know when we were first there no. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's amazing like you touch everything and you know it's fun um it's just, it's the perfect mixture of history and culture and, and a little bit of artsy place while still being a very modern place where you can have a good time as a young person. And I think that's that's basically anything you might want as a 16-something-year-old, 16-plus-year-old traveling to Europe, you know, just a little bit of fun, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of, 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 of history or something. And this mixture, Krakow, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thank you again for, you know, um, meeting with me and answering these questions and, uh, hopefully my students learn a little bit about the, the culture there from it. Um, but I think they're going to be really, you know, interested in seeing all of this. So, um, well, I'm, I'm really happy I could help. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording here. all right it is about to start all right um yeah so um the whole point of this is my i teach a geography class and um we're learning right now we're focusing on europe and with the europe having such a diverse culture um you know so many different countries so many different types of people and different cultures even within those countries and they're all so close together um 
but they're also all kind of unified. Not all of them, but a lot of them are unified by the European Union. You know, so you got some similarities and all that. Um, I wanted to focus on the human geography versus like the physical land geography of Europe. Um, And that's why I'm doing these kind of interviews. I've got, you know, I I had one with Iga, uh, like I mentioned. I, Mateusz and I might be talking here soon. Um, And then I plan on having some interviews with my cousin who lives in Ireland and um, my sister-in-law who's from Germany. She lives here now, but she's, she grew up in Germany. Um, And so, you know, I was going to talk to them about like their experiences there, you know, what, especially those later two, the differences between um, their time in the U S and their time over in, in Europe. Um, And I just kind of want, you know, I want my students um, in my class to kind of hear and understand some of the different cultures, just, you know, um, and I want them to like see somebody in person. I mean, I know you're not in person in person, but you know, see face to face somebody from those countries and um, you know, to, to try to talk them into, you know, tell them just how, awesome the world is in general you know um because i i love traveling i've told them this many times but hearing it from their teachers one thing but like to actually kind of you know meet some of these people from different different countries and hear their experiences traveling and um and just their experience there in that country uh, can you know m- hopefully will influence some of them to um take that step to travel if they ever get the chance to so yeah, that's not, there's like a very very nice project yeah yeah that's that's all it is and i was like you know they're all stuck at home right now and i thought hey maybe just a little video um you know a video like this could break up their day um just give them something a little lighthearted. i mean there's it's not really like an assignment for them but it's just something i was like all right i've got some extra time on my hands now why not you know why not do this and also gives me a chance to reconnect with some you know with, with you and Iga and mateus who i haven't talked to in years um and so you know that's that's really um that was really my goal for this whole thing, uh, you know, just to, to one, reconnect with you guys, but also, you know, have you guys um, teach my students a little something about your guys's, you know, you're the country uh, you're from, which is Poland, but also I know you guys, um, you've traveled quite a bit as well. Uh, so, you know, if you want to talk about any of those countries as well, you're, you know, feel free to, I, I encourage it actually. Um, so let's just start off the, the little interview here and, um, just go ahead and introduce yourselves, you know, talk a little bit about yourselves if you want, um, you know, how, like how old you are, what you, you know, if you've gone to school, what you studied, things along those lines, like what you like to do in your free time. No, I'm Alexander, I'm 26, I'm a university professor right now and a PhD candidate at the University of Warsaw, uh, it's a capital city of Poland. Um, it's quite an interesting adventure. Uh, I also, I used to teach languages. Now I'm a translator too. I translate some political and legal texts. So I'm, actually I'm doing many things at once. <laughs> so this is what I do. I love traveling. I So far I have visited over 22 or 23 countries. So I really enjoy doing it. I, I just live from one travel to another. And what really makes me happy. And when it comes to my brother, I think... Uh, hello. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Bartosz, and... Uh, but, you can call me Bartek, but you can't call me because it's recording. Anyway, uh, I'm 23, and uh, I'm 23. I study law uh, at the University of Warsaw. I have also been traveling quite a bit because I was... Uh, I also did my Erasmus studies, which is uh in in istanbul turkey so um so i've also been to i don't know 30 countries i didn't really count but yeah, he said he said 30 so it is more than mine you know my number <laughs> yeah, that's the point. yeah I, also, I, I also did my erasmus i did my erasmus exchange in france in paris um, it was also um, a huge adventure to me um, when it comes to, for example, living conditions. I had some, I had to struggle with accommodation, um, but it also was a was a great, a great adventure. Uh, I liked people there. I met many people from many different countries. So I, I consider this um, half a year one of the greatest adventures of my life. Oh. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, you know, well, I'll let you talk a little bit about that as well. Um, you know, some of the adventures you've had and your favorite countries and stuff. Um, 
real just a quick clarification so Iga brought that erasmus um pro program up and i forgot yeah. to ask her about it but could you explain what that is a little bit more so erasmus program is like a program within the european union which uh, encourages um, traveling among young people so when you're a student of um, any college it can be like a private or public college um, in big cities or in smaller towns even you can participate in this kind of program so you have to the only thing that you have to do is you have to have pretty nice grade and you have to know some language right and then you can choose um, any country of your choice uh, that your university has an agreement with so it can be for example france it can be turkey as in Bartek's case, for instance, it can be Romania, it can be Slovakia, whatever you want. And there are two types of such a program. You have Erasmus, like standard Erasmus Plus program, which is a program within the European Union, but you can also have the other one, which is uh, Erasmus uh, Mundus, right? Which um, um, allows you to travel to some other countries, right? All yeah, over the world. It doesn't really have to be uh, within, the country doesn't have to be within the European Union, but they have to but those countries that are part to um, Erasmus studies uh, need to have an agree some kind of agreement with yeah. the European Union, as for example in Turkey case. So, for example, um, so every month you're basically getting a scholarship, mm -hmm. which allows you to, for example, pay for your rent or pay for um, I don't know subway or your like daily expenses, right? Yeah. For example, in my case, um, I went to Paris, France. It was 500 euros, so it basically allowed me to pay for my rent and nothing more. But for example, in my brother's case... Yes, I, I had 400 euros and in case of Istanbul, I was with that 400 euros, I was kind of a rich person, I would say. <laughs> so it, was, it was pretty nice because I had money for nothing and I could eat in like best restaurants in town. Maybe not the best, but pretty good ones. And So, so it's basically not really much money, but you know, it helps you have your own pocket money there. Yeah, it helps take care of some of the uh, the expenses, which allows you to, you know, have your own money. Yeah, yeah, I get that. In the program, you can um, go to the university abroad, you can participate in the classes with the foreign students, so you can really, uh, like, participate in their culture. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and that actually you know, ties in with uh, a little bit. You talked a lot about how that program is um, linked with the European Union. So, you know, one of the nice things I know about the union is that it um, it allows very easy travel within other countries. You know, you're, you're able to go from one country to another rather seamlessly. Um, yeah. So with that, how how many countries within the union have you guys visited or do you, you know, like what are your favorite countries i guess let's go there because you guys have traveled a lot so mm -hmm. i know you could probably list a ton there but out of the out of the countries you visit both in the union and outside of the european union um what are the favorite your favorite ones that you visited all right so i think my favorite country um i think it's france i love france i love its diverse culture i love that uh, people are, um, they love reading, they love philosophy, but they also have great food and great wine. <laughs> and so so, so I, I really like it. I really like French culture. I also, I'm a huge fan of Spain. And it, it, it's a different culture than the French one. They are very, like, they use gestures so much. They are kind of loud. And in comparison with Poland, we tend to be a bit shy sometimes. So it's nice to be able to, 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 to have this little contrast sometimes, from time to time, to go there, to spend your summer there. And also the, the temperatures are, are very nice. And the climate, the climate is great. And so I think France and Spain, basically. I also like Italy. Uh, so it's the first, the, the third place, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, so for me, um, I think you mentioned France, so because you're Erasmus, Erasmus country for me yeah. because it's I, I think it's Turkey. Um, even though it's really uh, it's really interesting place. Like um, this place is so let's say diverse, um, and you can't. It's like in, in the middle of everything. Like in the it's a mixture of Europe of um, Greek Orthodox uh, traditions and as well as Islam traditions. 
um, Central Asia tradition. So um, it was really, uh, it was really a nice experience, and I liked this country because of that, and because people were uh, maybe not in the most touristical place, but they were usually they were super friendly, and they were like, wow. The, a guy from Europe, wow, amazing. So it was, I like that in in Turkey. Uh, but I also I think I also like Italy because Italian people are really really nice. I really love they approach to everything. They um, they actually yeah. called Dolce Vita, right? Yeah, Dolce Vita. <laughs> like I I don't care. So it's it's really amazing. And and also I really like Greece. Because uh, I think they also have this attitude, I mean, like this Italian attitude, I guess even more. Mm-hmm. They, tend to, they tend to really um, rebel, um, <laughs> so they don't, really, they don't really care about, uh, about the, the government. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's really nice because they're like, uh, uh, most of the people are just sitting, sitting together on the streets. Um, Partying together, um, you can you can talk easily to to anyone. Everyone is super friendly. So I think those those are the, the countries I like the most. Yeah, also I'm also a huge fan of, of this cultural family gatherings outside. You know, people uh, having little chats, uh, small children, and also elderly people together. And yeah, it, it's very nice in Italy. Yeah, you don't really get that right now, especially with the, the quarantine and everything. So, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely, we feel it right now. And we enjoy it, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so you, know, you guys talked a lot about the, the people and stuff, but um, some of my, my students were curious, you know, what's the, uh, the food like where you guys live? You know, what kind of, I know you get touched on Polish food, but you guys can talk about it more like what your favorite Polish dish is, um, as well as maybe what some of your dishes, your favorite dishes or your favorite foods are from the, the countries you visited. You know, if, you, if there's a particular one that sticks out, like, oh, I absolutely love this from France and highly recommend it or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so, so basically Poland is known for its pierogi. Yeah, very, very nice. Pierogi, which has, are Polish dumplings. I don't know if your students uh, know what it is. I don't know if you have them in, in Ohio. Yeah, we've got, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've got them. They're like store-bought. And they, I mean, I, I like them because I, I just love pierogies in general, but like they are nothing compared to the ones I had when I was over in Poland. Like those ones are amazing. And, um, my wife and I have made them here before. Um, and the, we did a decent job, you know, they weren't amazing. We've only tried it one time. I, I want to give it another shot. Um, but they were, I mean, they were better than the store-bought ones, but yeah, most of them here are just store-bought and you know, they're like frozen or something. You just, you reheat them and they're good, but nothing like the Polish ones that I had. So, so store-bought ones, yeah, I can agree that they are nothing like real uh, ones made by, for example, your grandmother or, <laughs> yeah. or your mother. And, but we also try to do to do them ourselves, but they are, of course, uh, not, as, yeah. <laughs> not as good as, as my grandmother's ones, for example. So, so this is basically my favorite dish, Polish pierogi. Um, of course, it's not very healthy because <laughs> it's like, it's basically some dough with um, um, cottage cheese, right? And onion and, and some and potatoes, exactly. Yeah. So this so this is not very fit and healthy, but um, I really really enjoy eating it. The taste is just magnificent. So I think it's it's worth giving it a try and going to Poland just to try this <laughs> magnificent magnificent thing that we're having uh, that we have over over there. And we also have some other traditional foods. We have, for example, um, basically our cuisine is based on potatoes and cabbage, which doesn't really sound very encouraging, but <laughs> believe me, the taste is really, really, really good. But we also have many influences from uh, Mediterranean culture, Mediterranean not culture, but uh, cuisine here. So we really like eating uh, many types of, I don't know, Italian food, right? Yeah. Uh, seafood as well. Right now, our, our cuisine is not very traditional. It really has changed all over the years. And to be honest, for example, 10 years ago, um, we didn't eat 
this type of food as we're eating right now. I think it has really yeah, has changed. changed. Right now we're eating guacamole, we're eating uh, hummus, <laughs> we're eating uh, um, yeah prawns, falafels. Uh, so, so we have also spaghetti, pizza, etc. Uh, we're by the way we're huge fans of Italian cuisine as well. Um, so, so it's like a melting pot, like a mixture of uh, of everything here. Um, but but when it comes to, for example, when we go into our grandma's house, it's always uh, pierogi. It's for it's example, not always, or like pork chop, like some meat. It's the more traditional kind of meals yes. when you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and there are a lot of soups. I think like Polish cuisine is uh, soup oriented. Yeah. Soup oriented. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like uh, always uh, first first dishes. So soup, and then there's a second, like a yeah. normal meal. So, so we uh, have the first is always soup. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the most traditional Polish soup is the beetroot soup, right? Yeah, barsh. I remember that. It's called barsh. Um, we also have the very nice soup, cucumber soup. It's also very tasty. I Mateusz's mom made that I think one time for me, and it, it wasn't bad. It was weird because is it the uh, is that yeah. the cold one? Um, isn't it like a cold soup or something? Or do you no, guys no, eat no, no. it? Okay, then no, she um, made something different. There was there was definitely one that was, it was like a cold cucumber soup thing, and it was really weird, yeah. but it was like kind of sweet too. Um, I don't remember the name of it though, but. Eaten in summer, I guess. Uh, I'm a fan of that, but it's like some kind of Polish gazpacho, but you only eat it in, in summer. Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, if I do agree with you, also, I'm not a huge fan of this cold soup. I know. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't something that I'd be like, oh yeah, let's go make that one again. So it was it yeah, was just yeah, weird. It was just a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to, to other types of food, I think Bartek maybe will tell you something about Turkish food because they have basically kebabs. <laughs> basically kebabs. <laughs> yeah, but, but like comparing when I uh, I don't know here. Much kebab shops in the US, oh, I've I've seen them like maybe twice, and they're only in the big big cities. But I remember kebabs; those that's for sure. The shaved uh, lamb and everything that you, they put in the uh, uh, oh, what were they called? I start with a D, though. I remembered. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay so basically, it's um, I mean, this type of kebab you're talking about was actually not invented in uh, in Turkey, but it was invented in Berlin by Turkish immigrants. It's like Donerdurum. Uh, so this is like, this, you know, you're like shaving the, the lamp. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, now it's also popular in Turkey. It's like, so uh, so so it came back from Berlin to, to, to Istanbul, not, not, not the other way around, but Mostly, this is like very um, a lot of spices with a meat grilled uh, grilled on uh, charcoal. So it's really really good. Uh, you don't really need a salt because when I go to like kebab shop in Poland, it's something completely different than than I can experience in in, in Turkey. Yeah. Because a lot of like sauces, it's never it's never happening in in. Istanbul, and there's there's a lot of flavor just just a flatbread, uh, the meat, and maybe maybe some grilled vegetables. Yes, yeah, some, yeah, yeah, kind of that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Um. Yeah, because I remember when I was when I was in Poland, it was definitely they had like five different sauces to choose from so yeah, and I, yeah. I can't imagine it without the sauce only because that's the only way i've had it you know i've always had it with the sauce so um that's interesting yeah. do they do they spice it differently there like do they have diff- just different spices on it um by any chance uh, depends on the, it depends on the type of chemistry you are bringing. so like there's one um uh, so it can be my meat, uh, but you can have you can have one one which, which would be more spicy, other less spicy, uh, more herbs in, in in this one, this one from uh, the other type of I don't know part of the lamp or something. So uh, there's a big variety of, uh, of uh, 
uh, of flavors. Of flavors, yeah. yes, yeah. but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, so my yeah. brother right now is a kebab specialist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> All right. but, but you in the oh. US you also have like a very like a variety of, of food that you're having for example uh, I really enjoyed barbecue chicken that, uh, <laughs> that I was served uh, in, in Fort Wayne um, or even food at I think at Wendy's or <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah it's it's always it's always funny when um, you know I like when I've had interactions with the foreigners and they've told us about like the things that they've really loved here in the United States and I'm like that's like not even our best food but <laughs> um, we had we have a friend here in Ohio where I'm you know I'm living and stuff and um, she was saying that when she was in college she's she's not from India but she her family is and um, like she just never lived over there but when she was in college, she had a lot of friends who were actually from India, you know, um, and one of her friends called her over to the dorm room that they were in. And she was like, you got to try this. Like, I just found this, the most amazing chip. And, you know, um, it's, it's just the best thing ever. And she goes over there and they're just Doritos, like plain, <laughs> not like nacho cheese Doritos. And she's like, isn't that the best thing ever? And our friend was like, this, this is like, garbage chips here i mean like they're good but they're like not high quality you know they're just snack chips yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, they're also very appreciated here in poland people <laughs> love those really yeah it's it's just really it's just really funny to me that yeah um some of the some of the foods and i, I mean i'm sure i was the same way when i was over there and i was like oh i absolutely love this food and you guys were like that's not even like good polish food <laughs> i remember that you enjoyed eating kashabka yeah kashabka? i i don't i don't want to talk about that uh <laughs> no i'm kidding that was it was it wasn't bad it um so for, just for my students um kashanka was and uh all correct me if i'm wrong um it was um like what blood barley and like duck or pig blood uh, gotcha it's like it was some weird thing all wrapped in the the like, sausage it was, wrapping it was like different types of kasha right yeah with, with the duck's blood i think duck's oh, blood that's, that's right it was duck's blood not pig's blood right. was that the, or was pig's that that blood? blood yeah you were saying it was just black soup yeah we also have black soup which is basically a soup yeah with duck's you guys told us about that and i i don't think i ever had the chance to try that one but um yeah yeah so my students it was kind of just a mixture of really weird things and my very gracious host um didn't bother to tell me what it was before i just decided to cut into it and it wasn't until i looked up and they're all filming me um with their their phones or the cameras and being like uh <laughs> watching the american eat their weird food that i realized that um it wasn't a normal food necessarily that people ate there <laughs> but but it wasn't bad i think i was the only one that finished it out of the the four of us <laughs> yeah just a fun fact we don't need it on a daily basis it just you know from time to time yeah. <laughs> my brother loves it i'm not a huge fan to be honest. yeah but i enjoy some hot food like also in turkey the the, the the most hot food I've ever had was um, in, intestines of, of, a, of a cow. So okay. it was uh, like, oh like a late night <laughs> speciality. So, so you had like those intestines and there were a lot of herbs in it to give it like some other flavor than those that you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was... We are like I, I'm his sister. He's my brother, and we are so completely different. I would never, <laughs> never, never try it. Anyway. That's funny. Um, yeah. All right, so you guys are, you know, both in Poland. You've grown up in Poland um, and everything. In your opinion, what do you think Poland is best known for? Oh, 
it's like a difficult question. thinking thinking <laughs> as a as a foreigner let's say um if you were to think okay what do what do i think that um people think of when they think of poland what do you think okay, can i can i just enumerate like three things or it has to, it has to be just one no no feel free to, to talk about a couple things Okay, so first thing I, th- I think is uh, classical music. I think Poland is very known for uh, Chopin. Um, mm-hmm. He was actually Polish. Some people think he was French, but actually he was born in Poland. And um, his music is, is magnificent and it's admired all over the world. Um, I think also um, Marie Curie um, and, and her, her achievements when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, chemistry. Um, physics. She, and got, she was the only person that achieved two Nobel Prizes, one in chemistry and the second one in physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Poland is also very known for its uh, for its um, being traditional and for for its um, I think religion, right? It is known for for um, the. Uh, it, it's known for the Pope uh, John Paul II. I uh, think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. definitely known for that. So, Exactly. It's also known for um, it's. Um, I think it's um, um, it's courage because it participated in uh, in the Second World War and it played a major role in it. Um, it's it's known for its uh, heroes, for example, uh, Pulaski or uh, Kościuszko and some other ones. Um, it's known for, for example, Lech Wałęsa. Uh, like a major political figure and a leader of solidarity movement, uh, thanks to which we uh, transformed our uh, system uh, to liberal democracy, I guess. Yes. Yeah, uh, so I think, and also food, <laughs> pierogi. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Something else, Bartek? Oh, I don't know. Maybe don't that's know. it. Maybe <laughs> that's it. Good animal rights. And maybe maybe uh, last year and this year for literature because our a Polish writer uh, Olga Tokarczuk she got a 2018 Nobel Prize. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a, ah. she's a great writer. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you mentioned the tradition, uh, traditional part, and yet you were talking about how like a lot of the meals and stuff are not as traditional anymore. Um, you know, it, it's just it's interesting because it's like a lot of their. You know, I know. A lot of the kind of culture, a lot of the customs there are very traditional. It's just some of the, you know, some aspects have broken away and adopted other places. And that that brings in a good, you know, ties into history pretty well. When you look at Poland, it's one of those countries that has been routinely like taken over by other countries, you know, has had outside influences um, affect their country. And so while it's still very traditional in their customs, you see a lot of um, a lot of influence from these other countries and a lot of other parts, like maybe their architecture or um, like the food that you mentioned, or um, you know, you, you talked about like even their the fact that they, you guys have a lot of heroes and stuff from the war. Um, but at least from over here, um, Poland is not really taught as like a major figure in the war, other than the fact that they were part of, you know, the the Blitzkrieg, the the you know from Germany invading so quickly and everything. Outside of that, not too many people talk about Poland as being a, an influencer in the war. So, you know, it's very interesting that you bring those those people up because um, I'm sure those are people that uh, my students and a lot of students here in America have never heard of before. Um, yeah. And you know that's that's one part about you know why why I want to be a history teacher is to to teach some of these parts that like I learned on my own, but it's it's like they're not yeah. things that are taught in a in a school really. Um, so yeah. I just I just found that interesting that you brought that up because you know and it, and it goes to show how how things are taught and how you know history is taught differently within one's own country versus you know. Um, what's being taught in other countries as well, so. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I think majority of Poles are very proud of their own history and they consider themselves uh, patriots, right? Yeah, I think so, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and we, we see that same thing here in the U.S. as well. Um, uh, yeah. Sometimes the, the people mix up, um, like, I guess, love for their country for thinking that... To, to change my answer there if you want but that was my thought at least I, I, I think I do I do agree with that 
but it also is also showing that we are complete we are different it's great that we are different because we can talk about it we can exchange our ideas we can also be encouraged to be traveling more and more to explore that right and to understand why we are doing this and not this for example yeah right yeah um all right well i've got uh i mean i got one last question at, at least for me um you know, and then if you guys want to add anything else, feel free to, but this is not something that you guys may be able to talk on because it sounds like you guys have different backgrounds than this. But some of my um, students ask like how, how is Poland doing um, economically? So, you know, in terms of, and you don't necessarily have to be asking, answering that specific question, but let's say um, certain products that you find in, in Poland that you might not find in other countries, you know, you talked about food, um, but what are some things that like you've noticed that are really maybe fads or something, you know, like things that people love in Poland, but that when you visit other countries, nobody buys those kind of things. Do you, do you understand? Okay, hmm? Maybe, I don't know. Polish fruit and vegetables, I think they are, they are quite appreciated also outside of our country. Uh, apples are exported from what I know. Um, also, okay. also Polish beverages, alcoholic beverages like vodka, for example. Um, this is definitely our export uh, export thing. But when it comes to the Polish economy in general, of course, we're not really economic experts. But we can <laughs> say that Poland is is really a, a developed country, and the economy is still growing. So we can see in front of our very, very, very eyes, right? We can see how it is uh, being transformed. And it has really changed since uh, 1989, um, since the beginning of Polish democracy, we can say. Um, so, so this is really, even you can see a huge comparison between what it was when I was a child and what it is right now. So it's getting more and more developed, right, modern, and it's growing. Yes, and there are less, I guess, social inequalities from yeah. From, from, from this time, because at the beginning of uh, economical transformation, there were many people that were uh, that were workers in the in the uh, socialist system. Um, so that they jobs were really uh, isn't they were not not really important. So there were many many people were uh, getting unemployed. Uh, so uh, so it's at the beginning, in the 90s, it created big inequalities between, uh, between people who uh, could adapt to new reality and those who couldn't. Mm. Uh, but I think that now it's getting it's getting better and better in, yeah, in this it's, terms. it's getting better and, for example, what's noteworthy worthy is our uh, unemployment rate which is very, very low compared to other countries, even in the within the EU. So it's just 3%. So, so it's making our wages a bit higher and, and, and it's making our uh, economy grow. Yeah. Okay. All right. That I mean, I, I'm glad you you know mentioned the change and stuff because uh, you know before we left, um, you know before we all went home due to the COVID nineteen you know crisis, um, I introduced them to a lot of to you know to Europe and I I talked about like the Eastern Europe and how they were um, you know Soviet countries and how they you know you saw like they're not now you know they're they're mostly all democratic now but you saw a lot of um, you know, transformation, how a lot of them are still trying to develop. So like, I'm glad that you touched on that because that links back into the last lesson I pretty much told <laughs> talked to the students about. So, um, all right, well, that, that's all the questions I had. You know, I definitely appreciate you guys, you know, talking about your experiences, um, talking about, you know, what, what you know about your country and the other countries that you guys have, um, you know, visited and um, seen. And, you know, I, I really hope my students get as much out of this as I did because it's been 10 years since 
I, you know, I've been over there since, and it's been quite a few years since I talked to you guys. So, you know, there's a lot that's changed over there since, um, you know, I've, I've traveled. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot today and I really hope that the students watching this will you know, learn just as much. Um, do you guys have anything else you guys would like to add or say to our students, uh, to my students here? So maybe the only thing that, um, Seriously, you should you should travel because it's um, it's um, opening your minds, it's uh, it's opening your perspectives, it's giving you so much knowledge and so much opportunities for the future that really I think it's a waste of opportunities, waste of uh, what you have uh, if you don't travel. You can do it uh, not spending much money. I think my brother has a lot of experience with <laughs> low cost traveling. You can even live in tents or whatever. But traveling, I think, is great. Getting to know other cultures, exploring, um, is the best sort of education that no school, no university will teach you. So this is basically what I want to teach you. <laughs> I'm also a university professor, so <laughs> so this is maybe my habit. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. But... Yeah, but do you want to add something? Or... No, I think uh, that was good enough. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording, but hang out just for a second. I just want to talk.